the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDOW. KDOW. Streaming now on smart speakers and the Odyssey app. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about insurance, investing, big financial mistakes you've made, mistakes you don't want to make going forward, things along those lines are all good. Last week was, again, kind of an interesting one to look back on. S&P 500 made a run Friday. At running its consecutive winning streaks as a um, index to five. Five up weeks in a row is a lot. Uh, to give you some perspective, you know, if it always went up, we'd all be bazillionaires. It's not exactly the goal of it, but I know how people start to think. So the S&P 500 declined one-tenth of one percent for the week which followed that month-long sprint where it was up 7%. I'll take giving back one-tenth of 1% after 7% run every friggin' fragging year of my life. You have a ton of earnings reports this week. So I guess last week we kind of got into that second week of earnings. This is really the second week of earnings for me. Um, you get the big boys after the financials and a couple companies, you know, spotted here and there in the first week, this week you get Tesla, you get Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, Boeing, Caterpillar, McDonald's, MasterCard, Chevron. You get a very big swath of the economy. You have an FOMC meeting this week. With policy update and a press conference for Wednesday, you have President Joe Biden's first address to Congress on Wednesday, where he's expected to introduce his American Families Plan. I saw the first 100 days of Joe Biden are pretty well received in the polls, the ratings. That's interesting to note in large part because if the president's popular, 
his Congress is more likely to play along on some levels to please the constituents. Okay. Maybe that equals more spending. Maybe that equals higher taxes. We don't really know. But in the past, that's kind of what it's implied with a, a Democrat. And I'm of the belief, this is as political as I get, I think the pendulum swings both ways. And sometimes someone's always going to be unhappy. But I get it. I get the long-term trend towards you know, more for the poor or more social, more social compassion costs money. So we'll see where we go. Um, I've read some pretty scary stuff on the weekends recently talking about how the rate of return on Wall Street should start to massively underperform after having massively outperformed. But it was saying expect long-term results around 2 to 4%. And I'm being very, very kind when I say that was the good news. Proofpoint is being acquired by Toma Bravo for $12.3 billion. Little bit of an M&A vibe going on. You know, when you uh, land in a tropical island environment and you step off the plane and you're like, whoa, I'm muggy. You're hit by the bugginess because the, the plane's been pressurized and air conditioned. A um, little bit of that going on with a little vibe going, you know, like, ah, the Caribbean vibe. Feeling good. Feeling relaxed. Get me a cerveza. A little bit of an M&A vibe today where Wall Street likes that just as much as you like stepping off a plane onto a tropical island. M&A's companies look around each other and they go, I like you. I like you a lot. Well, you're going to have to pay for me. Okay, how much do I have to pay for you? A lot. So in the seduction dance on Wall Street – M&A is kind of a Monday morning thing. Like, hey, we had a good weekend. Let's let's keep it going. So Proofpoint's going to be acquired by Toma Bravo. WR Grace is going to be acquired by privately held Standard Industries. Flagstar Bancorp. Oh, I've had mortgages through Flagstar. I bet you have too. They're being acquired by New York City Bancorp. Flagstar is a big mortgage company, mortgage servicing. New York Bancorp is on the other side of the country. Sometimes cultures don't merge well. In financials, it can be very, very tricky. In tech, it can be very, very tricky. Think about your mentality on East Coast tech companies, West Coast tech companies. Same idea, right? When I said that to you, you instantly knew what I was talking about. Apple is committed to investing more than $430 billion to create 20,000 jobs over the next five years. The same day that Germany says, oh, we're going to look into some antitrust issues on Apple. Is that a coincidence? Eh, I would say it's well planned out, more so than a coincidence. So lots of news out there this week. Again, it's earnings season. And you have kind of a come to, I don't want to say Jesus. You got to kind of come to the dollar sign moment this week where last year, Alphabet and Amazon and Microsoft and Apple all my, all impressively outperformed. Stay-at-home plays, work-from-home plays. Get your kids a laptop so they can do school. So this year is going to start getting a little bit more difficult. 
you know, we talked about how they probably drew in a lot of business. Now we're going to have to start managing that a little bit more intelligently. Anyhow, and anyway, you can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give us a call as soon as you can. Netflix was a big winner last night at the Academy Awards. Um, I, I think we are all dealing with the pandemic differently. I've talked to other men as I'm wanting to connect with other men. And they're like, yeah, I'm watching less baseball. I'm watching less football. I'm watching less basketball. And I don't know if it's because people are dying, like it's war out there. And the number of dead from the front lines, the hospitalizations in India is scary. And we're just like, yeah, as long as people are dying, maybe we shouldn't be enjoying sport. I don't know what it is. But for the first time in a long time, I didn't even look at the Academy Awards last night. I had them on to see what the set looked like. Um, that, I don't know. You're, I know you're saying, Rob, you are in the wrong industry, a financial guy talking about set design. Um, it does fascinate me to see how things are pulled off during the pandemic. And the Oscar goes to... Rob Black. Black. For, for set designer, huh? This has been a sad year. In memoriam, Black Rob is dead. I know you're saying, is that you, Rob? No. There's a rapper who... How shall we say in the 1990s, didn't exactly sing a lot of lyrics that involved liking... Caucasians. He died this year at 52. And if you looked at it wrong and thought there was a typo, you thought Rob Black died. I was one typo away from dying this year. So Black Rob dead. He's based out of Atlanta, Georgia. In memoriam. The Oscar goes to Black Rob. I heard that In Memoriam wasn't well liked. But again, I'm just not that engaged. Anyhow, let's get back into the show. When we take a break, we'll come back reinvigorate it looking with new eyeballs and stuff don't be shy i'm rob black talking all things financial Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. My sweet love, won't you pull me through? Everywhere I look, I catch a glimpse of you. I said it was love. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Some interesting stuff going on out there. Um, I saw a couple things over the weekend. For instance, Colorado baseball team is 85% vaccinated, maybe 100%. Don't let the facts give you a good story. Baseball's got these interesting rules that says you don't have to wear masks anymore. Dugout. If you get to a certain percentage. So Colorado's coming into San Francisco for a three-game series. They're not going to have to wear masks? It kind of feels good to me. But when I see this is all about herd immunity, I'm like, uh-oh. 
we're seeing India fall apart right now, grotesquely. Again, when we went through that period of time where people were just dying off aggressively in New York City and they're storing people outside in refrigeration trucks, and you're like, that's somebody's mom who's in a refrigeration truck. My mom died of COVID in January, in February. I'm glad she wasn't in a refrigeration truck, if you know what I'm saying. There, there's some little pieces of good and bad in all of this. Um, but when you find something that hits home, it's like, whoa. So India's just going through just a, a horrific run right now. Probably the worst of the last 14 months. And if you've ever been to India, it is a densely populated country. And colds and flus are are going to run through a population that's densely populated. Um, I'm not saying anything crazy here. It's getting... I want India to be the story about the third largest economy. I want them, you know, upsetting Germany and, and Japan is like, oh, India's arrived on the stage. Like China arrived on the stage 20 years ago with the Olympics. Um, and we're doing death cases in China and we're doing death cases in India. And India is not good. But it brings up the extra thought, you know, baseball, herd immunity in the dugouts. They're going to be able to hang out in hotel lobbies together. Okay, I, there's not much more to say about that. But the next piece that you put together in the puzzle, about 5 million Americans so far have missed their appointment to receive their second COVID-19 vaccine. Um, it's a two-shot deal, in theory. It's literally like saying, I'm only going to get go to half my classes and get a college degree. A lot of people get scared of their second shot and the potential side effects. A lot of people think, you know, I've got enough of it out there. So now America is sending India a lot of second doses because we have them laying around and people aren't getting them. So far, more than 26% of the U.S. population has been fully vaccinated. Again, we're looking for 85% in order to send back second doses. I'm not thinking we're going to get to 85%. Uh, so to me, if you have a play in Pfizer or Moderna, I, I, I'd almost keep the play on for vaccinations. Because where do you go through this again? Hopefully through a greatly reduced scale. I, I just, the herd immunity is not going to happen. So unless people start, you know, getting paid, which again was a I thought a pretty good Biden initiative. Tell small and mid-sized businesses your employees can take a paid day off and we'll cover you. That's nice. Maybe even a paid five days, right? Apple did something that I, I alluded to in the first segment and. This was one of my very first business lessons I ever learned, like how to, to be an analyst on my own, was check out the real estate. Every major city in the United States has got some sort of business journal. And inside these business journals, like you'll see like a Marin County business journal, you'll see Apple is going to spend over $1 billion on a campus in North Carolina, in Raleigh. I own some real estate in Raleigh. 25 years ago, I looked around the country and I looked at mid-sized cities that had big colleges. And my investment theme was to find some college towns and buy some real estate. Raleigh was my winner because Raleigh was right in the research triangle. It has NC State. It's got the University of North Carolina. It's got Duke. Three major colleges within 45 miles of each other. Now, I know you probably live in the Bay Area and you're like, oh, I get it. So it's kind of like a Google versus Stanford versus UCLA, all being 45 miles away, right? Exactly. When you have a 
density of great colleges or solid colleges or well-respected colleges, um, it, it's a winner, winner, chicken dinner for real estate. Real estate basically to me reflects a workforce. I don't want the Florida real estate. Florida's got environmental issues. You, you couldn't give me a, a beach house in Miami because it's going to be a problem 20, 30, 40 years down with just constant flooding. Now, Raleigh, temperament-wise, yeah, they get some hurricanes on occasion, but I like it. So when you see a company like Apple say, we're going to put a billion-dollar campus on it, not on it, but in the area, it's going to employ more than 3,000 people. One thing Apple's saying is, we need to recruit data scientists. We need to recruit engineers. We need to recruit something from Duke, NC State, UNC. A lot of people have their you know, first job right out of college, kind of close to college. So anyhow, um, real estate's a very, very, to me, it's no brainer that's tied towards jobs. And if you get like an Alexandria Business Journal or a Red Business Journal or a Raleigh Business Journal, you'll see um, the city of Wilmington, Delaware is making a relationship with Apple in discussing plans about opening up a new campus. And you're like, huh. Now, would I just buy real estate because of that? No. But it certainly helps. And as far as an investment side on stocks, do you think Apple's going to spend a billion dollars on a campus in North Carolina with the idea like, oh, tough times are ahead and we're all going to be eating porridge? No, it shows a little bit of business confidence. You tend to – one of the metrics that we look at on Wall Street is cost per revenue. Um, uh, revenue per employee, um, average revenue per user. So in, in the employee side is not just as important as the customer side, but there is a relationship. Apple's about margins. Apple tends only to expand in intelligent scenarios. I don't know if that's true. But you, do you remember a couple of years ago, Oracle announced it moved its headquarters to Austin, Texas? Austin, Texas real estate goes crazy. Google's spending over a billion dollars on a new campus in New York City. Um, Amazon's second headquarters in Arlington, Virginia has 1,600 employees out of a plan, 25,000. People who have jobs tend to want to have housing. People who have jobs tend not to live in cardboard boxes. I want to be careful they're not too crude or crass. Um, I think you get what I'm putting down. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. 
COVID from rich nations. We're getting discouraging news on COVID-related deaths on poor countries. India's richest people are fleeing on private jets. This country hits almost 350,000 COVID-19 infections and another daily global record. I'm not saying this is bad. But this ain't good. India's uber-rich are fleeing the country on private jets. We've seen this in movies. It ends with mobs of people rushing the airport with, with pipes and blowing up all the planes as they try to take off. Or was that a zombie movie I saw? Zombie pandemic, COVID pandemic, you get the idea. It's not good. It's very, very sad. So that's in the news today. Elsewhere, um, let's hear a little bit more on Netflix. They had a big night eight years ago. I don't know. Was it eight years ago? Maybe nine, ten. Netflix had to make a pivot and say, we got to start producing some of our own content. Instead of going out and getting the Academy Award winner and the Academy goes to Leonardo DiCaprio in The Aviator. Instead of going out and getting that from the big studios, Netflix is like, maybe we can make some of this on our own. And it looks like it's paying off. 90-30 annual Academy Awards. So far, the streaming service had 36 Oscar nominations across 17 films. Most any of the big presenters this year. By the end of the night, they had seven more trophies. Second highest tally went to Disney, which took home five awards. Netflix won for some categories that are okay. Hairstyling and makeup, costume design, both for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Best documentary feature was – if you haven't seen it, you really should. I'm sorry for saying it. It's it's fascinating. My Octopus Teacher. It's gonna You're going to have a tough time eating octopus for sushi ever again. Um, then you get best live action short, Two Distant Strangers. Best animated short, If Anything Happens, I Love You. Best production design for Mank. Mank was an interesting Netflix um, production. Uh, throwback to old Hollywood. It's almost like here's new Hollywood Netflix making a film about old Hollywood. I don't know if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Netflix is known for packing its platform with content in order to keep new subscribers coming on a regular basis. Um, the Academy Awards last night referred to themselves numerous times as the most black Academy Awards show ever. Uh, you know, a few years ago, there was an inclusion issue where all the categories were Caucasian, like all of them. And it looks like Hollywood's learned on their diversity issue. I don't know. I'm not a diversity expert in any way, shape, or form, but um, it's interesting. The Oscar class for Netflix reads as a We Threw Down Money. Aaron Sorkin, Viola Davis, Chadwick Boseman, David Fincher, Sasha Baron Cohen, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross. These are all big Hollywood names. It's like Netflix is not playing around anymore with a bad animated studio making uh, a Canadian cartoon, which your kids might think is a Power Rangers ripoff. And it was. This is legit. Do you remember when Amazon and Netflix would 
do like maybe four pilots and they would let you pick which one they turned into a show. I think somehow like Aaron Sorkin's not going to say, no, I'm not auditioning. No, <laughs> that's my Aaron Sorkin impression. I don't know. You're saying that was good. I know. I know. No, I'm not going to audition for anyone. Anyhow, um, I just think that's interesting. Um, Netflix is – do you associate Netflix with that kind of quality or do you associate Netflix with um, bad movies, Adam Sandler movies? See, about 10 years ago, they said, let's make a pivot. And it seems to be paying off. Just throwing it out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money investing and more. It's interesting the United States is sending AstraZeneca shots to India because we don't want them because there's a problem with them. I, it's not – the cynicism and sarcasm of me should not be lost on you. Somehow Anthony Hopkins beat out Chadwick Boseman to win Best Actor. I, I, I've, I've honestly had enough Anthony Hopkins. I know you're saying you can't hate on him. You can't hate on Hannibal. Um, I, I yeah, I, I actually can. Oh, I think one of the big problems on Wall Street or on uh, Hollywood is that they just keep making the same. They just keep recashing people. Give other people chances. Hey, copper prices hit their highest price since 2011. Um, you know, I'm talking about a little bit today on some real odd indicators like building announcements in trade journals and housing and how they work kind of hand in hand in my mind. Copper's telling us there is going to be an economic boom. And it's still an email or two is trickling in right now that's somehow saying things like, do you really believe the economy is going to recover? Do you really believe I should stay in the stock market? And my answer is, of course, you're going to have to make up your own decision. But hell yeah, for me. Um, yeah, no doubt. Qualcomm said people like the fact that you have a hybrid situation. Interesting news out of Qualcomm today. They saw their productivity surge during the pandemic as the business world embraces the remote work. Here's here's going to be some of the issues that I see. Um, when New York goes back to work, New York's got the aggressive salespeople. When sales forces start going back to work, and I'm not talking about salesforce.com. I'm saying corporate sales forces. The Zoom meetings that they've been very effective at in the last year, suddenly they're going to be able to say, hey, Tony, 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 you want me to take you out for a steak and we're going to talk about new Qualcomm chipsets. The face-to-face will force the competitors in any business's sales force to come back to it's going to take one J.P. Morgan blowing it for Goldman Sachs. Um, so there's going to be a little bit of that going on. Where, yes, I think there's going to be a, a, a kind of a sticky work from home scenario too. I do not think it's winner takes all. Uh, employees seem to have been more productive for big tech companies at home. Remote work is here to stay because of that. Leaders at Qualcomm and Lenovo threw their support behind a virtual business model going forward on some levels. The question will become to how long do we go with this for with remote work? 
Connectivity and smart technology are crucial to support that shift remote. Um, I know a person who works HR and her job is she's fine doing remote work because when she was at the office, you know, people would come into her office all day long and interrupt her. I don't know you're saying HR, but they're supposed to interrupt her uh, versus sitting. Some, yeah, she's going to have to have some sort of office hours for sure. If there's sexual harassment coming, someone's going to want to be able to walk into HR's office and look visually shaken versus sending an email. Um, I just don't see that communicating quite without that. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey told his employees that they can work remotely permanently if they want to. Whereas, like I said, some companies, when their sales forces start coming back and the competitors' sales forces start you know, doing the flights, it's going to be tough to compete with. Um, but my takeaway from that is Qualcomm said productivity went higher. Um, you can run an economy or a business. Let's say they're kind of the same thing. And if you take a look at a company like Intel who makes semiconductors, this year they're going to make a billion semiconductors. If they're able to figure out how to save electricity on their semiconductor equipment that makes the semiconductors, it'll increase the productivity rate at the company. If they can figure out how to get an employee to work two-tenths less of an hour at a factory, it'll increase the productivity rate. Um, a billion semiconductors versus a billion and one, there's not a lot of difference. So when you start changing those productivity and the margins, it's it's a good thing in a bad year that we saw came out of a lot of companies. Uh, productivity went through the roof in the 1990s at corporate America. When I first started investing in the 90s, one of the stories was a lot of people didn't have computers at work. And we really computerized the whole workforce where you had your work email address. I know to the millennials are like, what? You didn't have an email address at work? Nope. Um, I, I remember in TV, like it was surreal watching computers come in. But that also made us more productive. We didn't have to go to meetings as much. We were able to send ideas to bosses. We were able to, you know, uh, do expense reports without going through a whole ledger system. So it made us more productive across the whole economy. And every now and then, a company like a Qualcomm brings something to the table when they say, "Hey, our margins went up. Our productivity." on our, our balance sheet went up during COVID and we like that. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money invested more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM twelve twenty KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black. Your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks. So. 
Some days are better than others. Slow shows. Okay. I could have done better. Um, but I'm going to blame Monday. Got a lot going on. This is going to be a good week to follow because we do get a Federal Reserve meeting where we get insights into when will they raise interest rates, which is going to be a driver of the stock market in the future. I would assume it'll be a driver lower as the market starts facing headwinds unless earnings continue to rise. And so far, one quarter of all companies in the SP 500 have reported their first quarter earnings, and they're beating pretty aggressively. But I live in a world where I don't really believe that. It's under promise and over deliver, and uh, I'm not falling in love with that one. By the end of the week, I will have a much better opinion of the economy for you. And does the market have another leg up? In my opinion, for the market to have another leg up, one of the obvious possibilities would be tied towards tech companies. Amazon, Alphabet, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, all reporting this week. So maybe by the end of the week, I'll be able to say things are okay. Airplane stocks, including Deutsche Lufthansa, hired today as the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, said fully vaccinated Americans should be able to travel the continent this summer. Hmm. I've seen a little bit more of that um, vaccination proof thing. I find it interesting the San Francisco Giants are trying to. Man, they must hate on the East Coast when they're watching Sports Center at night and they're seeing the highlights and they're seeing uh, um, the wackadoodles in San Francisco where the baseball stadium has the paintings that say Vax Up, V-A-X-X Up, instead of like Batter Up. Are you crazy? They must be going to town on us. Like, no look at that. Too. Whereas we look at them and we're like, man, they're not wearing masks. What if they've brushed their teeth? Oh, they haven't. So um, masks do hide bad janky teeth. I will say that. So <laughs> CBS Viacom, very interesting stock because it got raided by a short covering this quarter where a hedge fund borrowed money and bought the stock, borrowed more money and bought the stock, borrowed more money and bought the stock, had a margin call and had to dump it. Their shares are rising today after an analyst upgraded the stock from neutral to, uh, from sell to neutral. It's not exactly like a great upgrade. Now, I had a pretty good-looking cousin. And they say that kissing cousins isn't the greatest thing ever. But an upgrade from sell to neutral is kind of like kissing a cousin. And you're saying, what exactly are you saying there? Didn't you just say she was good-looking? Uh, let's just take that all out and start over. And say an upgrade from sell to neutral doesn't exactly sound great, does it? But the valuation did create an interesting opportunity for those who like to take advantage of opportunities. Etsy gets an interesting downgrade today. Um, Etsy, you know Etsy. You can go online and buy a candle made out of like, um, I don't know, baby seal fat. No, no, no. You don't want to buy a candle made out of baby seal fat. That, that'd be horrible. You want to buy a candle made out of organic tofu or something, right? Um, and if you can do it at Etsy. An analyst is downgrading it saying it's too successful. That's, that's, that's a good stock to maybe put on your watch list. 
when an analyst says they're too good at what they do. Apple made a splash with news this morning saying that they're committed to investing more than $430 billion and creating 20,000 jobs in the United States over the next five years. No politician is going to say no to the jobs, but the politicians the next year are going to say, Mr. Cook, you look like a monopoly the way you're stopping other companies from using your app store. So on one hand, they're going to get a lot of bad press. On the other hand, it feels to me – let's all get a little bit um, close to the microphone right now. Put your ear next to the microphone or next to the speaker. It feels to me that our politicians and our most of our legislation towards tech companies like Google and Facebook and Apple and Microsoft are written by Google, Facebook, Apple, Microsoft, and not necessarily written by the politicians. Uh, I'm not going to go any further. That conspiracy theory could die right there. Maybe a little bit more this week we'll hear about President Joe Biden's proposed infrastructure spending package. It is facing resistance in the Senate as Senator Joe Manchin, a key Democrat, said he only wants to support passing a bill with Republican support, which would be basically a very pared down $4 trillion budget uh, plan. Probably about 500 to $800 billion is the starting point for the Republicans. Where do they meet? I don't know. A lot of mergers and acquisitions today. Wall Street loves that. A lot of positive reopening plays, but there's also that news of India uh, exploding, and that just that just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. Um, to me, it, it feels like what's the next shoe to fall? Are we going to get an Indian variant introduced? Are we going to get you know we've had the South African one, we've had the Brazilian one, we've had the you know we, we get these variants and like people start freaking out. All I'll say is I'm totally expecting a booster shot in the fall and totally thinking Johnson Johnson and all the big players, Pfizer. Uh, is there a conspiracy? I don't think so. But I see how people could go that angle. Um, it's just we don't seem to – this isn't a war we're rising up to. A TikTok star decided to buy tickets to see a Dallas Mavericks with Dogecoin. And Mark Cuban stepped in to help. Um, Cuban's kind of a cryptocurrency fan, to say the least. He's supportive. And him doing ticket transactions with cryptocurrencies for real things like a Mavericks game, it helps legitimize. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.